Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Clorox knows you want your clothes smelling fresh and clean, but sweat happens. That's why we created Clorox Fabric Sanitizers to freshen up your clothes between washes, pre treat extra stinky laundry, and make sure every last odor comes out in the wash. Clorox fabric sanitizers take care of all that and eliminate 99% of odor-causing bacteria. Plus, they're bleach-free and safe for all colors and fabrics. When it counts, trust Clorox. Your AC works overtime all summer, so be sure to replace your old air filters with new Filtry air filters. They recommend updating HVAC filters at least every three months all year round. So order your Filtry air filters today at Filtry.com. Let's clear the air. What's up, everybody? This is Hall of Fame wide receiver Terrell Owens here, a.k.a. T.O. Get your popcorn ready. Do a favor. Leave my guy Connor a five-star rating after the show. Listen to it. uh, Give him some feedback. And also, if you want to listen to my podcast as well, uh, check it out. Subscribe, share. Uh, You know, you don't need to leave a five-star rating. You know, uh, we're five-star. I'm five-star all the time. Uh, My podcast is called Get Your Popcorn Ready with T.O. and Hatch. Uh, Again, check out both of those podcasts. And, hey, check it out, listen, and subscribe. Thank you for tuning in to Eagles Brawl of the Brawl Network. However, you're listening, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcast, YouTube, Google, or wherever you get the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. I'm your co-host, Connor Miles, here, introducing a new segment we brought to the podcast. I'm going to do some quick hitter thoughts, a five to ten minute podcast each to every day, hopefully each and every day. I'm going to try to be consistent as possible with this. Uh, just give my thoughts on the Eagles and where we're going to go from here, just so I can give you a consistent Eagles brawl content for your ears to hear on the ride home from work or wherever you listen uh, to the podcast. But let's do a recap on this Philadelphia versus Washington game. So I just want to talk to you guys real quick about that uh, disgusting, brutally lost. Honestly, to blow a 17 and nothing lead, a lot of blame has to go around for that, to blow a lead of that nature. Uh, let's just start off with Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. For starters, uh, first half, Carson Wentz looked in sync. His rhythm was there. Uh, everything looked great. Second half, offense, the right side of the offensive line completely falls apart. Jack Driscoll comes off the field. That is really what I thought put the nail in the coffin. Again, I thought Driscoll played uh, not incredibly great, but he, in pass protection, he fared up. He, he fared pretty well, especially for a rookie considering making his first start. Uh, Nate Herberg didn't really do anything to inspire me at all. I'll just say that right now. The, I, I, the decision to roll with him at right guard with minimal to zero experience when you had Matt Pryor, who again, not a large sample size either, but again, this was 
your right guard last year when Brandon Brooks went down. I wonder why, I, again, Doug Peterson says in his press conference that uh, Nate Herbert had a better practice week, so that's why they ended up deciding to go with Herbert over Matt Pryor at right guard. I just, uh, I still question that decision a little bit because I think the continuity between Matt Pryor, I, again, I think Matt Pryor is a serviceable guard. Personally, I do. I thought the sample size, yes, was small last year, but I thought he showed me enough to plug him in at right guard. I question that decision a little bit. Driscoll going down hurt. Mulatto came in and didn't really do much to help anything either. Carson Wentz, when the pressure gets to Carson Wentz, and when it takes a when it takes a toll on Carson Wentz, I should say, because when it gets to him, he makes play after play. But when it actually, actually gets to him and takes a toll on him, he kind of craps the bed. I'm not gonna lie. He has those erratic moments where he's throwing multiple interceptions. Not he's not accurate at all. That's what happened today. Again, so. The Eagles really just have to figure out this offensive line. They need Lane Johnson back. Uh, I cannot stress enough how much they need Lane Johnson back on this offensive line to protect the right side. The loss of Brandon Brooks is already making its presence known week one. So I'm hoping that uh, they clean it up somehow, some way. Uh, So we already know the offensive line issues. Jason Peters really, I thought he looked completely rusty at left tackle. Sayo Malu... You know, he starts off slow this season each year. Uh, thought he kind of started off slow this year, too. I didn't think that uh, that was his best game either, his better games, and I'm always one of them that really speaks highly of him. Uh, this offense line has got to have to figure it out because they cannot play like that. Uh, I know at Washington's defensive line, we've been, we've been talking about it, uh, leading up to this matchup. This is what we feared. This is what we were worried about. It's not like the schedule has many more easy offensive lines for the Philadelphia Eagles. They they have to deal with uh, Aaron Donald and the Los Angeles Rams next week. They have a schedule. Pittsburgh's lines on is tough to deal with. Cincinnati's improved. The Dallas has Everson Griffith, the Marcus Lawrence, so on and so forth. I'm not going to get into this because again, this is a quick hitter episode. But they're going to have to figure this out because when the offensive line looks as bad as they did today or is anywhere close to that, then Carson Wentz typically ends up looking bad as well. So I'm not not out on Carson Wentz like some people stupidly are on Twitter. I I, I am going to fault him for this game. I thought the second half was completely a lot of, not completely on his shoulders, but he had a lot to do with it. But the play calling, I'll get into that right now. The play calling I thought was awful. This is probably, and this is a bold take, but this is probably, in my opinion, Doug Peterson's worst game as a head coach. That was his worst coach game as a head coach, I thought, for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, They could have done a lot better than uh, what they did in the second half. I thought Doug did not utilize the quick passing game well enough to neutralize that defensive line's pressure. I would have had Rager and Deshaun running so many slants. I would have had them running so many short passing concepts to let them get the rack, the yards after the catch. I did not like, they completely phased Zach Ertz out of the game plan. He wasn't in the game plan this week. I know that there was a, a dust up with him and Howie Roseman this week leading up to the game. Uh, comments were said, I have it from a confident source that the Eagles took Zach Ertz completely out of the game plan this week. He was not a part of the game plan. It was They constructed it around Goddard, which... I thought showed right out of the gate. They looked like they were featuring Goddard this week. Uh, maybe that's a sign of what we're going to see in the future. The more that the more that, that comes out from this Zachary situation, I know Eagles brawl addresses this a lot, so I want to be quick on this. But the more it comes out, the more I think this is another Malcolm Jenkins 
situation heading down the road. I'm I'm not sure he's a Philadelphia Eagle next year. I'm not sure after this offseason, Zachary is a Philadelphia Eagle anymore. I was confident before, not so much now. Uh, they tried to phase him out of the game plan after a, a disagreement. It's, it's insane. And again, I do have that from a source uh, close to Zerts that they did phase him out of the game. The, he just was not involved in the game plan this week, and it, it showed. I mean, three catches for 18 yards is un, un, unacceptable. For a guy who routinely destroys Washington, routinely, always puts up double-digit receptions usually, Great production always against Washington. They take their best offensive player, offensive skill player, and they under they neutralize his impact against a team he always destroys. I just will not understand it. I think that also played into Wentz's not being comfortable. Uh, the offensive line clearly made him not comfortable, but I do believe changing the game plan completely not scripting it to way the Carson Wentz is comfortable. Carson Wentz is always comfortable when Zach Ertz is his first read, and that's just what we know. Well, I know the Eagles want to space it out more this year. I know they want to have more downfield plays. Uh, I think they focused on that a little too much. You saw John Hightower uh, not really – he played more snaps than J.D. Arcega-Whiteside, I would assume, from what it looked like to me. At least he was targeted more for sure. Uh, but he didn't do anything, obviously, rookie game, first game. I'm not going to kill him for it. But they were trying to do stuff with him downfield. And they tried to do stuff with Rager downfield. And that one 55-yard catch over Ronald Darby was amazing. We all loved it. But then that was it. Carson once missed him on that deep pass. He did look... I did go back to watch that, though. Rager did slow up a little bit. Uh, but they both got a... It's just a connection thing. Chemistry. They will iron that out. I think that's the most exciting thing I could take away from this game is... Number one, the corners did not get destroyed. Which... Every week, I know everybody's going to be like, it was Washington, it was Haskins, it was... No. Haskins lit them up. Terry lit them up. This week, that did not happen. So the corners do look good. Darius Slade played the part. Nicole Romy Coleman played the part. Even Avante Maddox, I would say, played the part. Uh, he surprised me a little bit today, actually. He was sticky in coverage. Uh, I'm confident in the corners now. I, I, have, I don't mean, I'm not going to say I'm fully confident in them yet. But they've bought me in to at least knowing that the Eagles are going in the right direction in the cornerback department. Uh, the down, the Jalen Rager, he's going to make plays. He's going to make plays with the Eagles. Once that chemistry gets down with Carson Wentz fully, once they get intact with each other, that's going to be a scary connection for the league to go into. And again, I know it's Washington secondary. I was expecting the Eagles to feast on that secondary anyways. But I am excited to watch that con- that connection blossom. That's the only positive I can take away from this game. At Freedom Mortgage, freedom means helping veterans achieve their home financing goals. Whatever freedom means to you, Freedom Mortgage has custom loan options to meet your needs, making home financing a custom fit. That's freedom. Visit freedommortgage.com forward slash VA to learn more. Freedom Mortgage Corporation, MLS number 2767, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org, 951 Yamato Road, Boca Raton, Florida, 33431, 800-220-3333. Licensed in all 50 states. For complete licensing information, visit www.freedommortgage.com forward slash state dash licensing. Equal housing opportunity. Josh Sweat looked. <clears throat> Josh Sweat looked a little decent. I mean, uh, wasn't there consistent enough for me? But he did have some plays that forced the, the strip sack. Was great. Uh, Vinny Curry going down just hurts. It uh, looks like it's going to be a rough injury for him too. For, uh, I know they're saying hamstring injury, but that that looked rough. He had to be helped by four trainers to the locker room. The outcome of that's going to be very severe because now you're relying on your Gennaro Davies, who really had a horrible camp. You're relying on the Casey Tuhill, which. You didn't want to play him a lot. You wanted him on the 53. You're worried he wasn't going to make the 53. I mean, uh, that he'd be claimed by a team if he put him on waivers. He proved a lot to you in camp. 
Not sure he's ready to make that leap yet. The defensive end depth is really crucial. Brandon Graham even got hurt. He might have a concussion. Who knows? That looked rough when he got hurt. The defensive end depth was tested today, and they did not live up to expectations because, again, Derek Barnett was out. Who knows what that injury is going to look like moving forward, if he's going to play next week or not. I, I have some reservations from what I've heard. Uh, it sounds like he might not. That defensive end group is thinning, and they needed the pressure, and it was just not there in the second half from that group. So I am a little iffy on the defensive line, but I will I will look at all the injuries that they accrued, uh, not having Hargrave, not having Barnett, having a completely gasp, Brandon Graham got hurt, uh, losing Frank Curry in that game, too. It looks like a severe injury. It, it's going to be a tough thing for that defensive line to overcome. I just The negatives were all there. There were a few positives. I just needed I, the linebacking core didn't make me go insane today. Duke Riley actually did well in coverage, I thought, which was surprising. Nick Gary didn't make me want to rip my hair out for once. So the linebacking group, I'm not going to kill today. But the defensive line has to be better, even if these injuries do weren't for them. Uh, you got to have you guys got to step up. They got to be more pressure in the second half. They just did not cut it today. And I'm just not going to the 17 times running the ball. I mean, your right side of your offensive line is decimated. You don't have your starting running back. Bringing in a veteran running back, I don't think, really would still improve what they did today running the ball because that offensive line just got pushed back like crazy. There was always a Redskins in the – excuse me, not the R word. There was always a a Washington football franchise member in the backfield. Always. There's always one in the backfield. I don't think any you can have any running back. If they, look at the Jets and Le'Veon Bell last year, I mean this that guy works well in space. If you're not blocking for him, you're not giving him any sort of blocking. You're not going to work out well. And I, I I don't think you can put Miles Sanders in this game today. I don't think he gives you enough of an impact running the ball either. I honestly don't. I don't think that he would have been productive rushing the ball today with the way that offensive line completely fell apart. So big week for Jeff Statlin to b- bounce back. Uh, hopefully Lane Johnson is back against L.A. They're going to need him, too, because the Eagles are just flat out 6-11 and with, when Lane Johnson doesn't play. It's it's just not going to cut it. He is a vital part of this team. And right guard, they got to figure out right guard. Uh, I would put Matt Pryor in. I think they was a miscalculation on their part to start Nate Herberg after a good week of practice. I thought that was completely wrong. Matt Pryor has the most experience at right guard. He, I thought he played serviceable there. Don't mess. Don't don't be cute because one guy had a, pr- a good practice for a week. When your right side of your offensive line is completely questionable as is, uh, just did did not like that move by Doug. I, I go back to Matt Pryor, right guard, uh, personally. But next week they got L.A. They have to bounce back. I don't want to say this is a must win already, but to start off zero and two, uh, tough selling for me. Tough selling for me. They're gonna have to play their hearts out versus Los Angeles now. Just look bad. Just look, I mean, again, I wasn't expecting perfection. I was expecting a football team that looked like they didn't play for a little bit. They didn't get a preseason. They didn't get top. Has so many young players they're implementing into this team, into vital roles on this team that didn't get the preseason time to prepare for it. I, I, I knew there was going to be rust. I knew there was going to be issues. But to blow a seventeen nothing lead to a, to a team that doesn't even have a name, with a whole new coaching staff, a whole new culture, a, a quarterback that really wasn't that great today either a young quarterback that they're they're trying to figure out if he's the guy or not so to play that way which is rough to blow that 17 nothing lead which is rough so my eyes are on Jim Schwartz and the pressure this week they have the defensive line front seven of Jim Schwartz's unit has to step up they can't let a second half like that happen again when the when the offense doesn't step up to the belt 
uh, they gave him a 17-point cushion. Was that is that a large enough cushion in the NFL? No, by no means no. But it's enough to hold with thin, uh, excuse me, withhold that lead, not blow it. So I am looking at Jim Schwartz. I am looking at the defensive line next week. I need them to improve. I know the injuries piled up, but again, this is what the bread and butter of this team is. This is where the money gets spent on this team. They put all the money into the trenches, and both of their units in the trenches played awful today. Did not live up to the task. So I would like to see them improve next week. So my eyes are on Doug Peterson and his game calling. Game calling. Uh, excuse me. Game calling. Game planning. He has to stick to the uh, the regular strict. Regular script. He had. I uh, see. I'm all flustered for me. I'm just mad, guys. I'm just mad. They should have won that game. There is zero excuse to lose that game. Zero. I just can't even get into it. That it just so makes me irritable that they lost that game. But I'm looking at Doug Peterson. I'm looking at his play calling. Don't get cute. Stick to the twelve personnel. Stick to your bet. Your best receivers on the field right now for you are Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. Deshaun Jackson already looked like he got hurt. He was hobbled that game. I don't know if anybody else noticed. I saw some people tweet about it, but he he was leaving the field. I mean, I know they want to have him on a snap count after coming off a season that was completely lost by him, but he looked like he was hobbled to me. He he was getting checked out on the sideline. Even Fox had a quick shot of him getting checked out on the sideline real quick uh, when he walked off the field. So I don't know what Deshaun's status is now either. Jalen Rager is a rookie in the most unorthodox rookie season ever. John Hightower clearly proved to you he's not ready today. Maybe some point in the season, but right now he's not ready. I know everybody's clamoring for Alshon Jeffrey back. He's not going to do much either. Stick to what works. Do not neutralize Zach Ertz from your game plan because he had a disagreement about his contract during the week. That's not a winning formula. That's not what winning organizations do. They take advantage of their matchups. They take advantage of... I mean, I saw Washington... Put double, put two guys on Zach Ertz to start off with. That was their thing. They would double cover Zach Ertz. They went off of that because the Eagles were not targeting Zach Ertz, and he was not. Again, like I was told, he was not a part of the game plan this week. That's where my issue is. Stick to what you know. You added the speed. Yes, let it develop. Let it grow. Don't force it right away to be something that it isn't yet. Continue the 12 personnel. Let Rager work with the. Let him show you what he did today. He's a threat. He has to. You're just going to keep the secondaries honest. Whatever Deshaun can give you at this point, that's just great. It's an added bonus. Relying on him at this point, not doing it. Stick to what you know. All right, guys. Again, thanks for tuning in. We're going to start trying doing these quick hits with Connor. Uh, I want to try to do it at least every day this week, but I'll do it majority as I can. Give my thoughts on this on the Eagles news and opinions, uh, but yeah, thanks for tuning in again. Five star reviews will be great. You can catch us our live shows. We're gonna try to do one every Saturday with Ed, and then on Sunday we'll do a pregame show or a postgame show. This week we did a pregame show. Next week we'll probably do a postgame show. So again, catch us live when we do that on the weekends. You can follow us on Twitch, uh, Facebook Live, Periscope, Discord. Any YouTube, anywhere that you can post live will be live. So we'll see you there, guys. At Freedom Mortgage, freedom means helping veterans use their homes for better living. Whether that be through refinancing your mortgage, accessing cash through your home's equity, or helping you purchase a new home, making home financing a custom fit. That's freedom. Visit freedommortgage.com forward slash VA to learn more. 
Freedom Mortgage Corporation, NMLS number 2767, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org, 951 Yamato Road, Boca Raton, Florida, 33431, 800-220-3333, licensed in all 50 states. For complete licensing information, visit www.freedommortgage.com forward slash state dash licensing. Equal housing opportunity. At Freedom Mortgage, freedom means helping veterans achieve their home financing goals. Whatever freedom means to you, Freedom Mortgage has custom loan options to meet your needs, making home financing a custom fit. That's freedom. Visit freedommortgage.com forward slash VA to learn more. Freedom Mortgage Corporation, MLS number 2767, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org, 951 Yamato Road, Boca Raton, Florida, 33431, 800-220-3333. Licensed in all 50 states. For complete licensing information, visit www.freedommortgage.com forward slash state dash licensing. Equal housing opportunity. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.